Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. The gamers advocate. Target acquired. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 21 of the Gamer's Advocate. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. And I'm Tits McGee. And I'm Jack. Hey, 21, we can drink Mr. McGee. How do you feel about that? Works for me. Let's do it now. Let's go. But what's your real name? For reals. You're Uh, Bill. You're Billiam. Yeah, I'm Bill. Billiam Roberts. Adam, anchor away, buddy. (laughs) Anchor away. Bringing the ship back to port. How's everybody doing today? Not too bad. Good to hear. Jack, I don't really care about you. I know. No, I'm just kidding. I can't remember where I put my trophy, though. For what? What what the heck are you talking about? Over the weekend, uh, in my uh, main college football dynasty with a lot of good friends and a lot of good players, I managed to run the table, go 14-0, win a national championship. That's awesome, man. The championship game actually scored the winning touchdown with 37 seconds left. Sealed it, sealed the deal with a pick six at the end against a really good player, guy out in California, Andres. Uh, that was a hell of a game, by the way, if you're hearing this. And uh, it's my first one with these guys. It, it's tough, man, because we all beat the crap out of each other. To actually pull it off running the table, I got lucky several times. That's cool. I'm glad you won, man. That's awesome. I, I don't play a ton of college sports, but I'm sure uh, – it's probably difficult. This is the first time for you we're doing that. Yeah, I've won like division titles and then lost in the SEC title game to another guy. I've, you know, I've always been up there in the with the top end of the guys in this league. But you know, usually nobody gets through undefeated. So, I mean, everybody usually loses two or three because we're all playing a lot of close games and beating each other a lot. Right. So basically, you're saying you're going to take all comers and they can find you on Facebook, Twitter. YouTube, iTunes, <laughs> no. come and get you. What's Let's your just, gamer tag? Are you calling them out? Are you calling them out? It's Woody Hayes. There you go. And it's W-0-0-D-Y-H-A-Y-E-Z-Z. Anyone who wants to come play some football, he'll he'll kick your butt, basically. Put him in his place. No. Right. Exactly. I, literally, I won, three Bring it the, on. I won three of the games in, within the last 40 seconds of the game. Yeah. I, got, I, I mean, that takes some luck, too, man. That, that no, no, don't even say it. Just call them out. Just be like, whatever. I can take it. Nope. Let's nope. do it. No, nope. I've gotten Let's my ass tango. too many times Let's party. That. Well, we won't talk about those times. Anyways, Adam, what have you been up to, man? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I'm a sad panda. <laughs> Good night, uh, Adam. Too bad, too bad I beat Bioshock. I played more Tomb Raider. I've been playing games like games were games, man. I've been gaming. I'm about, I'm more than halfway through Bioshock the second time. Bam. Yeah, I'm Adam, <laughs> I'm still only about... Probably five or six hours in, I'd say. I'm getting there. The tortoise totally doesn't win every race, does it? <laughs> Not every race. Hey, I'm still enjoying it while you guys aren't. I'm very much enjoying it. I'm kidding. We're done. We're done. And if you haven't played the game, just watch it all the way through, all the credits. Don't hit A because you'll skip the credits. I hated it. I got pissed because I accidentally hit A and it skipped all the credits and there's stuff at the end. Let's just say. I know. In any game that you would want to just skip it where there isn't, you know there's nothing, of right. course you can't skip those, but this one you can. So yeah, which is careful. silly. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Bioshock is still incredible, but it was actually funny. We were playing a game before the show called FTL, which is a PC game where you're kind of 
simming, being a space captain and going to all these different planets. And I lasted for about five minutes. Well, Captain Jerk put me in the game with him and <laughs> yeah. got me killed. I, I even minutes. called it out. I'm like, Bill's going to be the first one to go. And lo and behold, there he was. He killed, yeah, he killed his best friend, his girlfriend himself. He committed suicide. I mean, and he just started. I mean, what does that say about the game? Yeah, it looked pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's like... Flash. It's a simulation game. You have a spaceship, different rooms, and you can travel and upgrade your your crew, your ship, and go to different planets. But you have choices. You can either fight pirates, run away from them, save people, leave them to their fate, and it's it's pretty cool. It was it was up for a lot of Game of the Year nominations last year. It's on Steam. It's it's very good so far. I think he went to go fight the pirates. I was watching him do it, and he had like a squirt gun, like a space <laughs> yeah, squirt basically. gun, and that that was a terrible decision. He got blown up. Go figure. But uh. Anyways, it, it happens. Yeah, so, I mean, besides that, it's been Bioshock. I know Jack played a little bit of Tomb Raider. Anything else of note in this past week, gentlemen? The championship game was good. Yeah. Um, oh, Michigan lost. What a game, though. Yeah, I mean, it was exciting. Yeah, was, Those three-pointers were dropping like crazy, like mad in the first half. Do you think Kevin Ware told him at halftime to get out there and break a leg? Or? <laughs> Ooh. Yikes. Too soon? Ah. No, I got nothing but respect for, yeah, for him. It was the nice. They, they brought the hoop down to Kevin to, so he could cut the, the that was net. Awesome. That was really nice. He was also on uh, David Letterman doing a top ten list. It was top ten things that were going through his mind when he broke his leg. The number one thing was, at least my bracket's not broken. <laughs> oh, awesome. nice. And, and it was him reading it himself. It was Seriously, if you, good if, you, if you think about it, has there ever been a more awesome injury to a person ever? Uh, I don't know. Mark, awesome I, or graphic in, on live television. Well, no, I, I mean, I know it's horrible, but I watched, think of what came of that. No, because I, he did that, he motivated his team to win a national championship. He gets all this like publicity and all this stuff. There's right. one. Marcus Lattimore, I don't know if you guys saw it. I watched it live when his knee went, his whole leg went the wrong way. He was on the ground, his leg from the knee down, the wrong went the wrong way. They they had an interview on, uh, it was Mike and Mike recently, where one of the doctors said at the time they were more worried about saving his leg than him getting on the field. He went out during the South Carolina's pro day and ran a bunch of drills. This happened what maybe November, late October or early November. And he was out in spring running drills, not, you know, full contact, not full speed, 40s, anything like that, but tore every ligament, broke the leg. I mean, anything you could think of, they said it was like hamburger meat in there. And he he came back and was able to run a pro day, and he got a standing ovation from the pro scouts. Pro scouts usually don't say a word, they just sit there, they write in their book, they don't tell you what they thought, They they don't tell you if you did good or bad. But they all stopped, got up, and gave him a standing ovation. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is really nice. I don't remember anything about that, but it sounds cool. And there was even a cool story over the weekend. I got a heartwarming story for you guys. Ooh. I'm about to knock it down and destroy it. Nice. Here we go. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, uh, and now I, feel I don't like, care. Now I feel like an idiot because I, I forget the little kid's oh, name. Oh, Jack Lord. Hoffman. Jack Hoffman. Seven-year-old kid uh, struggling through cancer. Oh, I know where you're going. Huge, huge Nebraska fan. Yeah. He was a big fan of Rex Burkhead, who graduated last year, the running back. So what the Nebraska AD department decided to do in the spring game in the third quarter, they brought him out on the field in a little Nebraska uniform. They handed him the ball, and he ran a 69-yard touchdown. That was it, incredible. It was great they because in that play, they're like, oh, just go, go, go. They, yeah, they let, they let him go through. He started to cut the wrong way. They kind of redirected yeah. him, and then he took off. Yeah. And the little guy just looking back through his helmet. It was it was a little big, so it was looking back. He was almost yeah, looking through the ear around. hole. Yeah, right. And he's just running for dear life, and then the whole team surrounded him and lifted him up in the end zone. That was that was pretty awesome. That's incredible. That's oh, yeah. I love stuff like that. That's your heartwarming for the week after yeah. knee hamburger meat. 
<laughs> um, so <laughs> it's a palate cleanser before yeah. we uh, before we jump right in here. I guess I, just, I love hearing that, that was, stuff. That was a palate cleanser before we talk about EA this week. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So sorry, we've been in eight minutes so far, and we barely talked about games. So I say we jump right into the news. Yeah, we talked about college football games. Yeah, I guess that's true. But it's a lot of sports, and not everybody. All right, sports we're done with sports sucks. for the just week. Kidding. I love sports. No, we can bring it in later. But let's jump into probably one of the biggest news stories this week. Go the uh, ga- Go Browns. Go well, the Game Informer cover for next month has revealed that the next next Batman game is coming out. It's called bum, bum, bum. <laughs> It's called Batman. No, 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 and the next game in the Arkham series, and surprisingly, it's not made by the folks who made the first two, Rocksteady. Uh-oh. It's made by Warner Brothers Montreal. Uh-oh. Now, there was a report that came out that the director of Rocksteady gives them their full support, says it's looking great, it's going to be a fantastic product, which it's that's I mean, a good sign. Oh, no, come on. I mean, that, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, the Republican the Republican nominee supports the Democrat after he's elected or they, when they're running against each other. All, you know how bad the Republicans were going after each other? And then they're like, oh, I fully support this candidate once he got the oh, nomination. Sure. They just do that just to do that. Yeah, I, don't they're supposed to. I don't think this was like a competition. I don't think they were like running for something. Yeah, Jack, your argument is horse stupid. crap. <laughs> what you a, just hate everything what in life. What a stupid argument, Jack. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> you're stupid. You're stupid. So anyway, this game looks to looks to kidding, go man. back and kind of touch on the origin of Batman, which, <laughs> which I know was touched upon in the Nolan trilogy, but it's going to kind of take it when Batman was just new to Gotham and he is going to be fighting what? a lot of... Nude in Gotham. Nude. <laughs> he's got. He's gonna, Adam's kind of got like a cold, like a little nose cold. Like, cold. Same, like, a, like a little naked like, guy with a cape Adam. running around trying to fight yeah. little crimes like yeah, littering thing, and stuff. The thing is, though, you'd buy it. You'd be like, nude Batman, holy hell, pre-order. <laughs> you, who would fight him? I'd run. Yeah, seriously. I'd be like, if I was jaywalking and he kept like, swinging down at me, I'd be like, that, all right, I'm sorry. like, is that a gadget on your belt? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, dear Lord. He's so, like, I got one gadget, but it's deadly. <laughs> It's like, it's like Black Snake Moan or something. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Holy heck. But anyways, my thoughts on this Batman Origins <laughs> game is that I think <laughs> it definitely needs a reboot. I'll get this back on track. I don't give a crap. I'm kind of worried that a new uh, studio has it that's producing it. They did good with Halo 4 when that switched over. So, I mean, it might not be that bad. I know I was kind of hating on it for that. And, uh, and they're, they're actually using the same engine, like the same infrastructure is still there from the it old game. Awesome. It looked good. Um I don't know, I might it might kinda be getting old hat at this point. I mean you said the city was, was twice as big this time or they did? Yeah. Um, twice so, as big as Arkham City. So I, I'm just worried they'll run into kind of the Fallout three problem when it went Fallout three and then Fallout New Vegas. I did not like New Vegas. Yeah, I'm just sorry. The same. It was it's more the same, same game. I can't do that again. As long as they don't make a Vita version, you'll be all right. <laughs> well, guess what? Guess what? I'm well, kidding. We're gonna, they are making a Vita version, and uh, it's a, it's the Vita and 3DS are getting some love. It's a standalone version called Blackgate. It's made by a different studio, and it's going to be a 2.5D. Metroidvania style game where Batman. What the hell does that mean? And they actually they're they're going away from in Arkham City and Arkham Origins where you get experience and level up. It's going to be more about getting new gadgets and new technology and abilities to like open different rooms and each bosses will have weaknesses to certain weapons. And well, that's, I, what, that's, I mean, what they cool. that's what they did in the other Batman. 
No, no, there's like there's like acquired more gadgets. No, I'm saying no, but they had like an experience, like level leveling system and upgrade (laughs) system. But this is more like getting more gadgets. They're kind of like separating, and I think it's I think it's a sequel to the actual game, and it's coming out October 25th. I mean, I'm sure it's great. I mean, I like to be a critic, but um, I I don't know. I didn't actually get through all of Arkham City, the original one. It was so big, and when I was floating around, and there were other games coming out at that time. I heard the one before. That's even better. I got that in, like, a combo pack from Walmart. I got the original and that one for 60 bucks. Uh, The one that kind of rebooted the series and made it it great, Arkham Asylum. Um, But... I didn't even play that yet. Yeah, actually, I loved Arkham Asylum. It was it was ex- an excellent, excellent game. And don't get me wrong, Arkham City is an excellent game as well. But like Jack was saying, there were a lot of games that were coming out, and this game is giant. I mean, they cornered off a section of Gotham, and like all the enemies were loose and all that jazz. But yeah, there was just so much to do. And I have a problem where I like to do everything, <laughs> like I've mentioned before. So I just like it. Kind of, I kind of got burned out, and some other things came out, unfortunately. Um, tough sell this year. Yeah, I mean this one. This one looks to separate a little bit. Like they're they're saying that there's eight assassins or enemies, and they're gonna go back to like the Batman villains from the comics. And I, I don't know. Have, do you know anything about Deathstroke? I know Jack didn't. Apparently he's like a popular villain. Isn't that when you just do it a little too hard? <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, that's what we were talking about. That's the new kind of Batman gadget we were talking about—the Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna upgrade to beads. <laughs> oh jeez. Anyways, um, let's get I'm it back so on. Sorry. <laughs> so but yeah, I, I'm worried about it a little bit because I mean they have to have a great plot line to kind of push you through the story because, like you said, the city was so big and there was so much to do that I kind of lost myself almost. In it. I mean, there was a main good driving plot line in the beginning. It was a good story. It was good, but then I, I didn't feel compelled to keep playing the game, honestly. Like, I would, I do with Bioshock, or I do with, you know, Tomb Raider, or other, you know, more plot-driven Mass Effect type of deals. I, I just, I was just like, whatever. Yeah, I'll tell you what, what, where I got some concerns for it. Because when I saw that, I'm thinking, okay, cool, but... Beyond Two Souls is coming out right around then. New Grand Assassin's Theft Creed, Grand Theft Next Auto. Gen exactly. That's going to be the trump card right there. You know, being the third game in the series, it's going to have to go up against all these great new games like Beyond and all the new next-gen games, plus a new Assassin's Creed, right? plus stuff that we probably don't even know is going to be out at that time yet. And then the big November hit. It's just I, I, it's going to be very easily easy for this game to get lost unless it's absolutely fantastic. And I think that's exactly what happened with the one before. I mean, I played it for a little bit. Other stuff came out, got buried, and I haven't played it since. I'm I mean, sorry. Yeah. Did you wait, did you guys play the sequel on Wii U? <laughs> Nobody played the sequel on Wii U. <laughs> Why not? Oh, wait, that was the same game. <laughs> Only four people have them. Oh, yeah, it was the same thing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Only with less right. no. awesomeness? No, I, uh, my yeah. perspective date of buying anything Nintendo is never right now. <laughs> I'm up. sorry. <laughs> I, uh, so I, I am going to be the optimist once again and say the things that it has going for it is that it has a new studio. So it could pump in some fresh ideas. But the old studio was doing a great job. No, they were. I'm so, no, that's that's true. But so was Bungie. I mean, Bungie was doing great. Then 343 came in and kind of yeah, br- like, gave some life into it. So I mean, not, not is the, it 343 making the new Batman? Yeah. You wish. <laughs> I don't know. That would be sweet. No, but they're they're taking it to the origin. They're actually going to be in Gotham because in the first one, you're in an asylum. Second one, you're in a quarantined area. This one, you'll actually be in the city, flying around, interacting with different people. And, you know, it could be cool. I mean, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Obviously, there's going to be – it might be more of the same, but we'll see what this new studio can bring to the table. 
No. Yeah, well, the good, the good thing is they're, they're going to have a dedicated fan base just to Batman oh, fans for sure. alone. I mean, these are huge I games. Mean, those they games, sell very they're, well. They're going to do well just just on that crowd, the people that love the comic book Batmans, that love that whole field. It's just it's going to be the bigger casual market. Can they pull them in again for the third time? The first few times they did pretty good, so we'll see. Yeah, so it kind of brings up an interesting concept or discussion, I guess, in that what... I mean, a lot. Obviously, we're getting a lot of reboots, and recently we've been getting a lot of origin stories, like Kratos with Ascension and this Batman game. I kind of want to bring it to you guys and say, are there any games or characters that you think could do well to have an origin story? I could think of a couple offhand. Uh, one, John Marston from Red Dead Redemption. I'd love to see him in oh, his yeah. younger days, kind of being one. a little badass and 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 getting things going. Uh, maybe... Well, before you go on, I kind of just want to bring it to people saying, like, yeah, John Marston from Red Dead Redemption, He, you kind of come into the story when he's past his prime of, a like, a criminal on the road. Yeah, he's kind of... used to run with, like, a very dangerous gang and did all this stuff, and the whole Red Dead Redemption is kind of redeeming yourself, in a sense, so it's kind of cool to go back. Part. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to see... Uh, a backstory of Daryl and Merle done by somebody that gives a crap about doing a good game. You want to see how like their father like beats them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'd also like to. I'd love to see a, a Bioshock game set in Rapture before it falls apart and and like be in the game as things are going bad. You know, you kind of get that in in. I think Bioshock in the newer Two did one, that a little bit. A, a little bit, but I want to see like like, like kind of like kind of like Infinite, where you're living in the world as it's a world. Going to hell, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, to kind of to kind of just jump on Bioshock for one more second. That's that's one of the things I loved about this new Bioshock is they brought you into a world that was still alive, and it, it's it'd be cool to see Rapture because Rapture is one of the coolest settings in in gaming. Really, I mean, it's such a well developed and interesting world. It'd be cool to see it while there was still life going on. Yeah, life's cool. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're living it, right? Well, I mean, if you go back, it's been a while since I played the original, and but some of those environments were so cool oh, yeah. and so of damaged, course. you know, and just see, you know, were the big daddies, I mean, did they just stay out of people's way back then? How did that all work together? Yeah. My, you know? my, my question is, um, how did Mario get to be a plumber? You know what I mean? What's that origin story? Yeah, I mean, Why probably, did he pick that profession? Why is he Mario the electrician? I guess in vocational school. Okay. But I mean, like, was he in there, like in high school, and those kind of like, well, like afterwards, like post secondary. <laughs> like, I got a plum. Yeah, exactly. I got plum. I it's me, forget. Mario. How the hell did you get like that? Why do you think mustaches were cool? Maybe. I mean, maybe he. Uh, what kind of soup did he drink with it? They call him soup trainers. Did he use a comb? Actually no, that's I was, why I always had a hat. Oh, yeah. I was actually thinking of that earlier. It's one of the origin stories. It's funny that you brought that up. I think hey, if they did it well, it could be funny slash interesting. Did they already have like Baby Mario or something? Yeah, I, they I might remember. I'll that. tell you a good origin story. Cubert, <laughs> how'd that happen? Any of it? Wah, 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 wah. How did any of that happen? Why did that frog want to go across that street? What the hell was he thinking? He, uh, he had warrants. I'll bet. Okay, well you got to. He was crossing the border, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what How did Nino meet Cooney? Uh, it, I'm sure it happened at Ding Dong Dale. I still don't even know what Nino Cooney's are, so I <laughs> think it has does. something to do with a virus. Mm. So, I'm sure. It were, those, were those were those were those your two origins? Did you have any others that kind of came I, to your mind? I, actually, I gave three, but thanks a lot for uh, the math. You know, I only half uh, listen to you people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wait. Rapture, Marston, and uh, I don't know, maybe. It was I don't remember. Too. Maybe yeah, it's like I lost track. That was like a whole minute ago. That was like, <laughs> like I forgot what we were saying. Yeah, I I kind of have. Some I was thinking of is going to the Mass Effect world, because I know they were they were mentioning they were done with Shepard's story and those kind of people. But oh my God, would I love to see the origin of like Garrus 
or legion of him breaking away from the Geth or Rex growing up like as a Krogan, different things like that. Like there, are, I mean, that's why Mass Effect is so great because that world is so deep. You can really pick pretty much any character and make an origin story for them. a whole spin-off game oh, based yeah. on those characters. I mean, they do that with, like, sitcoms and yeah, stuff. Like, the popular characters get their own little show, and they totally bomb and, you know, whatever. But really, anyone, like, I mean, even Voss from uh, Far Cry. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, anybody that's an interesting character, like, how did they get that way? I mean, did something bad happen? I mean, like, in, in The Dark Knight Rises, you kind of, you know, the Joker tells the story different oh, yeah. it's different every time like what's true but you like, really wonder what the hell really did happen to that guy yeah and it's, it's interesting because like especially even in Uncharted 3 when you kind of did some flashbacks to Drake's origin when he met Sully and stuff like that like that's just very fascinating especially in a world that's believable and well thought out there's there's good stories to be told they should do a Tomb Raider origin story <laughs> great <laughs> idea I think it, they might be doing I might be playing yeah, that right it's, now it's a big trend definitely right I, I think it's cool like if they did like maybe a villain's origin story and how you kind of like empathize even with the villains. I think those are some of the most interesting type of of storytelling. Now that you've gotten more from the governor in Walking Dead, as far as you got to see, you didn't see in the comic. In the comic, the guy's pretty much straight up evil from the start, from the first time you meet him. Right. In the comics, and even in the two novels that have come out so far, there's a third one coming out in September. It's the third one in the... uh, Trilogy, which I did hear there's a lot of major characters from the show, like Michonne is a major character in the third one, Um, but I guess all all the major characters are going to be in it, which is awesome. But they're already talking about making more backstories, uh, books for like Michonne, for maybe Daryl, maybe Rick, but uh, they show the governor as not just this evil guy, just like they kind of did in the show. You kind of see him, he's not quite right, he's got a little something wrong with him, but then other things happen, like when Penny... But, I mean, the world's the world's gone to hell, so you think nobody's really right. Right, but, good point. Um, you know, I mean, Rick went apeshit crazy uh, when that other group came in, so, I mean, the governor, at first, I mean, Bill, you kind of told me, because he saw the graphic novel, that all oh, the governor's crazy and all this stuff, but then I saw him, I'm like, what, what's Bill talking about? I mean, I know he's a little off, but... I, he's got some good points though in the story in the in the show. Yeah, no, he does. And, but you see him kind of losing it and losing it and getting farther away from humanity. And in the in the books, it does a good job of that too. You see what happens. In fact, in the end of the first book, there's a major twist at the end that you don't see coming. That really sheds light on who he really was, and and so what stop playing games, read a book, and what changes. I'm hey, I'm telling you, man, there's great books out there. Yeah. I don't just say that because we do an uh, audible section, man. These are all books that I'm either read or reading, or yeah, that's that's fascinating. I mean, just to jump on Joker again, like yeah, I mean, if if Heath Ledger, rest in peace, was still uh, alive, blah blah blah, like and, and if they could explore another movie going into his origins and where what drove him and stuff like that would be, I mean, that would be even Bane too, like that, some of his stuff. There's, there's just you get yeah, some of his, but yeah, especially when there's these villains that are deep and have like more to them than oh, I'm just evil, I want to take over the world. Right. I mean, I guess it's okay to touch like the Joker story again. I think everyone just shied away from that after that whole whole incident and well, whatnot. City and Asylum hit it. Kinda, yeah, like, that was gaming, Joker. but that was kind of the different Joker. You know what I mean? That was kind of the more like cartoony yeah. Joker. Yeah, it's 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 interesting stuff. Hey, if you guys have any origin stories that you'd like to see, let us know. Podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Definitely, I'd love to hear what yeah, people can come up exactly. with because there's there's a lot of good stuff out there. So we're gonna jump on to some bashing, which I know yeah. my co-host loves. Apparently, oh snap! I got my gloves on. Yeah, apparently, like Ah is named the worst company in America. 
thanks, Catherine Hepburn, but that would be EA. Coming Wait, in letters with stand for things. You guys are crazy. Uh, that's what I hear. Coming in with the repeat performance of Worst Company yeah, in America. This, this report, or this award, I guess it's called, <laughs> is brought to you by the Consumerist, and it was a reader poll where they asked the world, and apparently Good job. EA is the worst company in America. And that's worse than that. Actually, that's just truth. That's just facts, man. On, that's facts. That's, yeah, give it up. Good job, dicks. <laughs> it was against Bank of America, and they actually won wow. with 78% of the vote. So Bank of America wasn't even hated that Monsa- much. How does Monsanto not get that? But whatever. Monsanto. Uh, yeah. Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take that, son. Oh, he smacks back. Smacks back. <laughs> hey, I'm not just stupid. I'm stupid. <laughs> hey, I may not be stupid, but I'm not smart. Hey, what? What? I didn't say anything. So, so they they basically gave this award to EA yet again because of obviously the Sim City debacle, the microtransactions in every game, just trying to take money from all these people. No, they they earned it. They earned it. Congratulations, guys. Thank you very much. They, I mean, we bashed them enough for their stupid server problems on Battlefield, on Mass Effect. On latestly on SimCity where they can't even run a game right. Congrats, guys. Thank you. Speaking of SimCity, it's coming out to Mac on June 11th. And if you buy it, you get the PC version free. Or Mac version free. Woo-hoo. Wait, if, if you, you buy it on something. Mac, right. you get the Mac version free? Exactly. Bill's <laughs> picking up on Mac, on you get the PC version free. You Okay, exactly, exactly. You, but you, you, I wish you guys could see the look on Bill's face right now, because he's totally confused. If you're I, Mac, you're Mac. If you're PC, you're PC. Seriously. Basically, if they give you a Mac version for free and you're PC guy, what the hell? Come if they're giving you nothing. Buy a large fry, we'll give you a coupon for a free small win- uh, Frosty. Right. I mean, take that. That'd be awesome. No, I mean, that'd be but you have to get it at McDonald's. They don't have them. That's not even close. What if you could give like, it to your friend? It's like something you don't totally don't want that or don't need. You know what I mean? Seriously. It's like, okay, here, uh, buy a car, and then we'll get you, like, a picture of a car, but you can't touch it. Well, the reason they're doing that know. is because they're... I don't even know how to do it. The reason they're doing that is because they're pushing that you can play PC versus Mac. So you can do kind of both of those things. Oh, so you can play with yourself? Is that what they're telling you to do? <laughs> Basically. That's play why they're the worst company. Two different kind of computers? People don't appreciate <laughs> Okay, great. PC versus Mac. It's always been PC versus Mac. I don't know what, no, what like the hell they're can, doing. No, you can, like, play with... Mac players, if you're on PC, like the servers are the same. Okay, that's great. But I was literally saying, like, yeah, I mean, they've always been against each other, so. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> We're moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, EA is the worst company in America, and it's probably going to win again next year because it doesn't seem like they're going to be changing their strategies. Can I vote for next year yet? Because, wow. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So it's we're going to jump to a story that is kind of related where Firaxis and the people who are making XCOM came out and said, yeah, we love gamers. Screw you people who are trying microtransactions. So as we broke before, um, XCOM is coming out on iOS, iPhone, and iPad. And they asked them, is it going to have any microtransactions? Because every single game is doing that. Like, I don't know, would you pay 99 cents to get a better percentage chance of hitting someone or more powers or anything like that? And they said, hell no. They said, we're, we're, we made this game. This is for you guys. This is what it is. You're going to pay this price, and you're going to get it. Good for That's you guys it. for access. Seriously, thank you. Somebody standing up for the gamers out there. Yeah, exactly. And another good point is Firaxis apparently doesn't cause earthquakes. I just read that. Jack used to live next to a cell tower <laughs> for right. many, many years. No, What's no, Firaxis, where you go look for natural gas That's in the fracking. soil. I'll pray for your little damaged head. I have gas. 
<laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Oh my lord above us! No, so, I'm still I'm still very excited for that XCOM game. Even still, even if they had those microtransactions, I already could be awesome to play on the iPad. I already have it on the Xbox, but I appreciate what they're doing. Yeah. If it's really how cheap is it going to be? I don't know, it'd probably be like 10, 15 bucks. Maybe. Oh, no thanks. I already got it. But thanks, though, anyway, for not <laughs> screwing people. <laughs> yeah. I, that, hey, for that whole game, that's probably not, that's not no, a bad it's, deal it's, at all. It's not bad at all if you don't already have it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But plus, please plus make, they don't want your money anyway, so you don't yeah. have to give them that extra 10, 15. Please make another Civilization revolution for the consoles, please. Yeah, or yeah, that oh, Civilization, so good. So another game that's coming out that we've covered the last, I think, two podcasts because there's Let's just been shut rumors. up about it. I know. Well, this will be the last story until one of us maybe plays it. Oh, so that'll be four times. Far Cry 3 <laughs> Blood Dragon is officially real. Uh, da, da, da. Really real. We broke that story, didn't we? We did. No, it was we, us. we did it not. Was us. Or we you just took liars. it and we broke it and beat it to death. Yeah. Paint chips, kids. Don't. No, so this game is a standalone Xbox Live arcade game. Uh, it might be coming for PS3. I'm not sure, but I think probably it's coming out May 1st, and you don't need a copy of Far Cry 3, which is interesting. But hey, cool. Well, well, so yeah, more people not, can get it. It's not DLC. It's a standalone. Yeah, exactly. It's game, completely so. different. I mean, it's actually funny. Their their system you play. Where you can buy, Uplay. yeah, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, Ubisoft. You can you you can buy the game from there on the PC, and some Russian people hacked into it and downloaded it. So there's already footage and screens that have leaked, and the game just looks ridiculous. They actually showed a pretty they showed a pretty cool video of them reloading a shotgun, where he had the shotgun in one hand and the bullets, and he was like flicking them into the barrel. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Now this game, hey, it's it's just a crazy game in that world. It should be fun. Um, now we're going to jump on to the next topic, which is another rumor because Microsoft refuses to tell us anything of note. Uh, there was a report that came out that the Xbox 720, or the Durango, is going to launch for $500 and or $300 with a subscription. So basically we don't know anything, but right. here's some numbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, I, but this is kind of interesting because a lot of the rumors were saying it was going to come out at 399 so this is an extra $100, but they're also giving the subscription model, which could say maybe they'll charge you, I don't know, 50 bucks a year or, I don't know, per month what they're going to do. But would you guys be interested in subscriptions? Because I know they, they tried this out with the current Xbox where it was at, what was it, like $99? And then you got to pay every month or something? Yeah, every you paid year. 15 bucks a month for Xbox Live. Yeah, something like that. Which wasn't uh, too bad of a deal, honestly. I guess if you were if you were trying to get people in, that was another way yeah. to kind of do like a budgetary thing. I will say though, on the other hand, the longer I live, the more Microsoft annoys me. So you know, you'll I have just, that. I, I've heard, yeah, this is like the third different rumor I've heard about price. You know, now we're hearing some new information about why they're saying the Xbox might not need to be on all the time. So it's one of those things where it's hard for me to really comment on until I really know what their plan is. In in theory, I wouldn't totally hate the subscription thing, but if I'm going to pay 300 bucks up front, part of me says, man, bone up the extra 200 up front and then get be done with it. And, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I guess I mean I guess they're thinking that where if people <laughs> want it, it's cheaper. I mean, obviously, 299 is will more than likely be less than the PS4, and some people will say, hey, I can make some easy payments and get it for cheaper. Why not? You know what, dude? If you're going to do that, do it for 199. It, make it a big, make it a yeah, bump up the subscription another yeah. five bucks a month. Yeah. Make it a big difference to do it, and and then the people that really don't have the money to do that, and said so you're going to get the people that say, well, I'll just get an Xbox now that they're cheaper. Well, they're not that much cheaper now, so uh, that would probably 
I would probably lean more towards something like that. But if it's going to be 300 versus 500, man, I think I'd rather save up a little longer and just... But how about this? Yeah, they lower it, raise the subscription, and then as long as you have the subscription, your console's covered. So, like, the warranty on the console is like a coverage, too. Because they had so many console problems. I'll tell you what, Microsoft better put a really good warranty on this. for sure. I mean, hey, they had those issues, but the warranties were pretty good for the last one. The warranties were good, they they covered it, but they better not get cocky and think, well, we don't have to give a great warranty this time because we know this one's going to be right. Be prepared and do the right thing ahead of time is all I'm saying. So it'll be interesting because I wonder if maybe they do price this a little higher, so they're trying to force people to the subscription. I mean, if it's even true, obviously it's a rumor, but I mean, yeah, 500, I mean, that's a lot. That's getting close to the 600 price tag that got Sony into a lot of trouble. I mean, yep. it does your roll. <laughs> Congratulations. I, I, yeah, I think pricing is going to be another whole strategy between both of the, these companies to see um, I mean, it's simple economics, Bill. Oh, Supply and demand, price, moves the thing. I mean, just let's get into it. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. The turkey. If you guys could see us, let's talk turkey. I'll draw you a graph and show you how you move consoles. I'm Come just, on. Exclusives, I, I, price. I, I, that's that's kind of what I was getting to, though. I mean, it's yeah, they're both going to have to compete with price, but it's going to be that one who takes the chance of coming in lower. Who Who's the one that... that makes that jump and says, you know what, we'll eat more of the cost up front, try to make it back later like they did this generation. Last generation, Microsoft was much lower, and it paid off huge for them. Oh, for sure. You know, maybe Sony's the one that's going to get it right this time. Now, if if 720 comes out and they say, okay, we're not doing any of this backwards compatibility stuff, or use games, excuse me, all that stuff, but they're still launching at 500, would you go that high for a new console? Uh, not right at launch, I don't think. Yeah, you'd wait. Well, what, what if it was four hundred? Was that was that a difference, or is that still too high? I, I could do four hundred. Isn't too high considering that's what they were when they first came out with the last gen. Five. Let's put it this way: if it's something that's so mind blowing, five hundred, I would do one of the two and have to make a really tough decision. Right. And maybe do the other one down the road after some price cuts and tax returns come in next year. But I'm only getting one this year. And which one that is, is, is price is going to be part of it. It's not going to be all of it. If, if the other one that's higher priced is blows my mind, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, and then this one, Ver, The Verge actually came out with a report today talking about, I think Bill mentioned it earlier, about how they're trying to make the next Xbox into that central hub of your entertainment system. So it's going to do things similar to like Google TV, where it hooks up to your existing network or a cable provider, and you'll be able to control everything through the Xbox, and they'll have interactive features, and I'm sure you can see what your friends are watching and talk with them while you do this stuff. So if they yeah. do that correctly, that could be interesting. So basically, they're going to sell you and tell you it does everything, exactly. and you're going to shell out a cool grand for this, Bill. I don't care what you say. No, $400, no 500 No, you're going to do it. No, I'm not. You're going to do it, yeah. You can't. I, I, have, a boss I have a gun. I'll call the damn cops. Well, whatever. They're not going to find out. Yeah, no way I'm doing a grand for anything like that. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, well, but, well, one more thing. Just another, the next reveal, even though it's probably going to get pushed back again, is <laughs> that they're going to announce it on Bill's birthday, dun, May dun, 21st. That would be a nice birthday present, or a very bad one if they yeah, don't, yeah, don't I could, go what you want. You could be like, happy birthday, you're getting a PS4. Yeah, exactly. So that could be a huge, huge deciding factor. So we're going to jump to another story that I more so included to make Bill angry. Uh. <laughs> Level 5, the developer of Nino Kuni, a game that, if you've listened, you know, has a very special place in my heart, um, is, is said that they're creating a PS4 game. Now, I know it's not so much news because 
pretty much every studio is creating a PS4 game, but That's what I was I'm just say. hoping for Nino Kuni 2. You think, you, you think you'd actually like maybe finish this one before that could even come out? You know how many good games came out, all right? It's, it's kind of tough. Um, 20 hours in, this game's like 6,000 millennia long. What's it going to be, Nino Kuni 2, Revenge of Ding Dong Dell? <laughs> I, I'll, <laughs> get one, only hope. I'll get one jab in. We're now reporting on the hopes of games, not just actual games that might actually come out. News Bam. before it's news before it's thought of by the Gamers Advocate. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate everybody. Yeah, you know everybody. You know what other studios? You know what other studios working on a, a new next gen game? Star Wars. Uh, no, all of them. Right. Every single one is working on a next gen game right now. Right. Except for the crappy ones that are going out of business. I want the Aww. next free By game. LucasArts. No next gen for you, Suckwads. <laughs> I kid. I, that's, that's too soon. I want, I, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I want the next Star Wars game. I don't care. I mean, that's the one that I'm ticked off about. About sequels, whatever else. We've been teased with Star Wars games for like five years, ten years. I can't even remember. When was the last good Star Wars game that came out? What was the year? Uh, when was Knights I would I would probably <laughs> I would probably say Force Unleashed the first one. Yeah. That game was good. That was that was very enjoyable. Yeah, something like that. It was a long time ago. It's like a decade. It's actually funny. <laughs> no, I remember. It came out in 2008. I think it was because I went to Italy so I couldn't get it when it first came out and I got it on PSP, like the PSP version, which was kind of crappy, but it was fun cuz it's all I could play for 3 months. Well, <laughs> so that's kind of funny. You weren't such a fancy world traveler yeah, and yeah, a yeah, gamer. Yeah. But hey, no, speaking speaking of Star Wars, I say we just jump right into our devil's advocate. This this week we're kind of going to discuss what do you think the best Star Wars game would be? Do you think it would be Battlefront? Do you think it would be a Knights of the Republic? Hey, do you think it would be another pod racing game? I don't even care. <laughs> Battlefront, end of story. That's me. No, Boom. not end of story. Why is that? Because Knights of the Republic still has a huge place with a lot of gamers. And I'll throw in another one. My personal favorite Star Wars game I'd love to see remade with next-gen graphics was the original Star Wars arcade game. Oh, so good. That game, when I was a kid, when that was out, made me feel like I was really in an X-Wing fighter, really taking out TIE fighters. And yeah, it was like kind of grid-shaped graphics. I mean, it, it, it weren't great graphics, but man, when you that part where you go into the Death Star, you felt like you were in that movie. And I, I loved that game, and I would love to see some kind of an update remade version of that. Okay, maybe like an arcade game at home is cool, but like in actuality, let's get back to the Knights of the Republic game. That game's been beaten to death. They had the original, they had the sequel, and they had the MMORPG. It's all it's been beaten it's beaten oh, to death. So Battlefront no. has it. No, Battlefront no, no. has it. No. Battlefront no. has it. Battle come out with the same amount of games. Probably. I would argue the Battlefront is just the same thing over and over. Well, okay. We'll start calling out like Call of Duties and Battlefield okay. and, and stuff same like thing that. Over too. And, over. and Madden. And same NCAA football that same you buy over. every year in love after the fourth gener fourteenth game. But I've only I'm got two is, Battlefronts. I'm saying story-wise, there's not a lot of room to grow with a Battlefront. I'm not saying they're that's great not, games; they're you awesome. Don't, you don't buy it for the story; you buy it for like multiplayer. Uh, but that's 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 what I'm getting. That's my point. Knights of the Republic, you buy for the story as well, and there's so many stories to tell in that universe yeah. that there's endless amounts. Yeah, but of they can't do it right. Can you can't do it right. Snap. Okay. Well, let me just, let me jump in for a second, and because I'm I I agree with I agree with Bill for this. I agree with Bill for this because. Knights of the Republic came out, and those games are incredible. The Old Republic, while it's a good game, is not a Knights of the Old Republic game. So that you can't really yeah, count that. Yeah, it's really not, so shut but up. But what, what I can say is <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic, their conversations were the old style, where you saw what you spoke, and you kind of did that whole thing. But what came out after that? Mass Effect. 
when they revolutionized conversations and games and storytelling that went even to like The Walking Dead has a lot of influences in that. Now imagine if there was a Mass Effect style game like in the Star Wars universe where you had those choices and you had those conversations because yeah, like Bill was saying, I mean look at comics and books and even the new, the new movies. There's so many stories to tell. Like that game is not dead by any means. No, I don't even think it's really been even touched yet, to be honest. But the way Star Wars is getting jumped around, it might be dead soon, because nobody wants to touch it. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, when are we going to see a game? Okay, just mark your calendars five years from now and forget everything we just said. Bam, that's a devil's advocate for you. I just want a Star Wars game. I'm just irritated. I'm just on my soapbox and be like, why didn't someone actually do some work on it? George Lucas ruined everything with Jar Jar Binks. And he got old and that crazy. kind of was the beginning of the end, wasn't and it? Yeah, he started just ruining it. And I'm sure that's when he started losing money. And then he had to get out from under his, his rock of crazy and get rid of that thing. Which I'm glad he did. But now no one no one wants to touch it. Disney's shopping it around, farming it out. Which is fine. But they're just going to delay the process any further. And no one's picked it up yet. It was like last week. Well, let's get cracking. I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> You've been, you you been teasing person. me with... I'm like a fish and they've been teasing me with bait for years. Star Wars 13... Uh, Battlefront was supposed to be coming out. They were going to do it, maybe, kind of, well, we, forever. We, we touched that, on this that, a million times. That's, that's why LucasArts is gone. That's, well, that's, that's why that it's hurts, gone. That really hurts still, doesn't it, Jack? It does. I, I hate Jar Jar Binks. I hate what they've done to Star Wars. Somebody needs to do something. It's great, and they ruin it. No, I hear you. Believe me, I, I share your frustration. It's just that LucasArts is no more. The people that have been crushing your dreams are gone. That You should be excited about that. But I kind of want to jump in <clears throat> one more game is the Rogue Squadron games that came out for GameCube and I think N64. Like those are kind of kind of what Bill was saying, where they if they recreate those games because they had the Battle of Hoth, the Death Star, and things like that, and those were awesome to be able to travel around in all the awesome spaceships and do some awesome space fighting. I think if they brought that back, even had some multiplayer, you never know to help each other out. I think that could be really awesome because if you think about it, there really haven't been any space flying games lately. Really any that I could think of. Well, Star Trek tries it all the time and they usually tries. fail at it. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's unfortunate. I blame Kirk at the end of the day, uh, quite honestly, because he's fat and stupid. But, you know, you can't get it all right with space games. But, uh, anyways, hopefully you can buy a, a good good uh, flyer and fighter. I think the last one I played was on PC that was really good. I forgot. I think it's called, like, Ace Commander or something. That's really old. That's, that's a throwback. Or Detent. Or something like that. But the long and the short is, um, Kirk smells Picard rules. Well, um, hey, space. It's funny what do you, you say about Kirk? It's funny you mention that. Uh, we actually have a question from friend of the show Nate, who asked. Lucky Adam sitting in between us. I know. See, I'm the peacemaker. Nate asks. Well, it's more towards Bill. But why do you think Kirk is so much better? And hey, I'm just going to give you guys not very long because. You know what, this, we've beat this horse to death, but I, I'm, give I'm, us your peace. Give us your peace. All right, Nathan, I'm glad somebody finally called us out on this so we could really kind of explain that, in all honesty, the whole Kirk versus Picard thing between Jack and I is really a joke. Um, it is made up, honestly. Yeah, yeah. it really is. It's yeah. it's. Uh, now, in in all fairness, I do prefer the older Star Trek because I kind of grew up watching the reruns, so I've always liked Captain Kirk and Spock and the gang. Um, I didn't. I watched a little bit of the Next Generation stuff, but not nearly as much. So I prefer Kirk, and I think Jack probably prefers. I prefer Picard, Picard sure. And, but, but Spock was my hero back in the day, and yeah. I watched all those. He was awesome. But what we did was we kind of just 
started screwing with each other about it one day, and, For fun. and it was really just us making fun of each other and yep. throwing stuff back and forth. So we're texting pictures back and forth between Kirk and Picard. Picard memes. But a lot of what we keep doing, going back and forth, that is kind of our little way of making fun of fanboys in general. You know, the guys that are like, you know, if you Taking get on super serious, if yeah. you look at look at IGN at comments under any Xbox game, all the PS3 guys are on there ripping everything about Microsoft sucks. Everything Xbox, all the Xbox games are terrible. And nothing but Sony is worth paying attention to. And then you get on the Sony stuff, and all Xbox guys jump in there. And it's kind of our way of making fun of the whole thing in general. And if you like what you like, enjoy it, love it. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, and it doesn't make your opinion better or my opinion better. So really the whole thing, Nathan, to explain it to you, it's just all for fun. It's just us screwing around, and we really have nothing against the other. Yeah, and it's cool because uh, Nathan actually got to meet uh, Picard. Or what's his name? Uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Excuse Stewart. Me. Yeah, because I know he's a fan, so he was he was excited about that. Or, so that, or that's Bullock awesome. On American Dad, yeah. he's awesome on American yeah, Dad so it's, too. It's awesome he got to meet him and meet like a yeah very iconic character. So that's <laughs> awesome. So it's it's good to get some history. But I actually wanted there's a breaking story that is you remember Adam Orth, the guy from Microsoft, the whole deal with it thing. Oh yeah. He is no longer with Microsoft. Boom! <laughs> deal with it. Yeah, if, if you're just like tuning in and you haven't been following, the creative director for Microsoft came on Twitter and was was just going on a rampage about the always online thing and saying, "Oh, if the electricity goes out, you can't use your vacuum. Deal with it." Like this is the way of the future, and he was making all these comments, and people were bashing him. <laughs> like well, none he, he made one about, and he was, so you know, I know this was back and forth to a friend of his, but he was saying, you know, well, the guy said to him, "Well, you've lived in like Seattle, Vancouver, these big cities." What would happen if you lived in Jackson, Mississippi, or named some smaller towns where the internet's spotty and you might not have great broadband? And he's like, "Why would I want to live there?" You know, (laughs) I mean, it just—even if you're joking about that, the people that would have to deal with it are not joking about it, and and that's never going to fly right. And you piss off gamers, man; they will unite against you. Crazy bunch. And you know what? And what I saw, like on the IGN forums about it, it was. Microsoft fans and Sony fans were all over oh, this guy. Yeah. A lot of a lot of Sony guys Unified were like Unified enemy. A lot of guys were saying, "Hey, welcome to the dark side. We got cookies. Come on over." Right, you know? exactly. Well, I think that kind of you peered into the window maybe of Microsoft instead of the customers always right. It's like, "Here, we're giving you this shovelware crap. Deal with it. We don't care. The customers well, not always right. We're right. You're just going to take right. it." Right. Well, and that's even, just crap. Even some developers are coming out saying that they didn't think they were yeah, treated definitely. very fairly by Microsoft right. and and I think it's I think it's a bad corporate mentality that might be going on in Microsoft which makes me worry about the uh, the future of of what they're going to show us. But you know what? Hey, I think they're going to learn a little lesson here that we decide the the that's who we advocate for is the gamers and the gamers will decide yes, which sir. system fails preach on, preach which system succeeds and it's going to be the one that takes care of the gamers is going to be the one that Sony succeeds. is doing pretty well. You know what? I've and 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 Jack and Adam both will test to this. I've always been more of a Microsoft oh, for guy. Sure. He always is on his Xbox. But what I'm seeing out of out of the stuff right now and some of the attitude I'm seeing, I'm very strongly leaning towards PS4 only. At this point, for next gen, I'm not making any promises on that. We're going to see when it's all unveiled and what happens. Yeah, because it's like this is all rumors. I mean, and PS4 is on the right track for me, and Microsoft's the one that's got to prove it to me. Before going into this, I would have said Sony's got to prove to me it's worth it. That's what everybody was thinking. It's the other way around now. Yeah, they've turned the tide so far. But at least, yeah, at least on the bright side, I mean, they did let him go. So there's these people within Microsoft who are like, we got to change maybe our corporate strategy and mentality at least publicly. Is that why? Yeah, exactly. Did they let him go 
because they really believe that he's wrong, yeah. or did they let him go because he was stupid enough to say it on and Twitter? The outcry was just crazy, and people. Right. I mean, even like there were so many people that were. I mean, he did the hashtag deal with it, so people were saying like, "I'm getting a PS4, deal with it." <laughs> like things like. Well, that. I'll tell you I mean, what. It's, it's hey, crazy. Uh, and to you, Adam Morth out there, you better get your resume together. Deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, so that I just wanted to jump into that because that was kind of a ridiculous thing. I mean, Microsoft Come came on. out and said doesn't re, doesn't uh, reflect us, but. It's just he's a creative director. I mean, come on now. Yeah, normally yeah. I wouldn't get excited about somebody losing their job, but if there are no, not at all. I mean, yeah, that's that, never that, good. It's that just, did it to himself. It's this guy. Yeah. So what, well, be and Mike Rice from Rutgers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, social media. Don't social media is the downfall of way too many people. <laughs> yeah. Don't beat people. Yeah. Don't. If you're a coach of a basketball team, do not physically and and verbally abuse your uh, players. Throw basketballs at their heads, use uh, homophobic slurs. You might want to not do any of that. Yeah, so we have a couple more questions, but before that, we want to take a quick minute to thank our sponsor. For you, the listeners of The Gamer's Advocate, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And Bill's got a book that you might like. Uh, this week I'm going a little different route. I've got a collection of short stories by Joe Hill, um, great writer, son of Stephen King. It's called 20th Century Ghosts. And even though the title makes it seem like it's all ghost stories, it is a very wide variety of different types of stories on here. Some of them are kind of the darker, creepier side. Some are just flat-out disturbing. And some are a little more uh, uplifting than you would think for a title like that. But it's it's an excellent collection. Every one of them is well-written. Um, I don't really want to go into too much of yeah, each one because no. there's so many of them. But yeah, trust me, if you like anything that's just a little out of the ordinary but well-written, you know, they all have good, solid endings to them. They don't leave you totally hanging on them. And uh, they're fantastic. And now back to you, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so download that, that book or any other. Go to audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. I'll end a free audiobook. There's stuff flying during that whole <laughs> book reading. So, yeah, we're, we're back at our show. Isn't I'm it? illiterate. We're having a good I'm time illiterate. tonight. Sorry, I'm guys. Sorry. We are. We're having, I'm we're eating nods. So, we have, we have two more questions from a wonderful listener called SplitEnd83. And he asked some pretty pretty interesting topics. Well, the first answer is Pantene. That'll <laughs> fix your split ends right now. <laughs> yes, he was wondering why his hair is so crazy. No, so split end, he asked us, what is, in your opinion, the most overused and underused settings in video games? I was thinking um, sometimes the contrast is up too high, or maybe the difficulty <laughs> settings... Uh, sometimes it's a slider, slider bar. Sometimes it's um, different, like medium, wait, uh, wait, easy, wait, bar, no, the, the, or, or, or something like that. You know, um, I, I think there could be <coughs> less maybe customizations when well, you open up a game and go into options. And I'll tell um, you another one right. to go in with that. And right. a lot of people make this mistake with new HD TVs. Yep. They usually come with the color setting way too high to show off the bright, bright colors. Right. But it's not realistic looking. Mm-hmm. Tone that down to about a 52 on yeah. the color settings, exactly. and you're going to get a much more realistic picture, and you're going to thank me in the long run. Yeah. Adjust your sharpness, yep. and uh, you know, you'll have a great game, and uh, you won't need all those settings. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I, I don't think that's what he was going for, guys. 
<laughs> and again, Pantene. Yes. I think he was going for more like locales, like westerns or space sims. But you know what? Hey, that's a good topic too, I guess. You know, I'm eating a lot of Tootsie Rolls tonight, and they're not really locale, but... I'll tell you what, uh, maybe... <laughs> I know, we're idiots. We'll actually answer the question now. <laughs> one, one that's overused is, he's a cop, but he plays by his own rules. You know? Yeah, I guess <laughs> any, I Any jaded cop stories, you know, to me is a little old. Underused, I would say, ancient Egypt. That There's yeah, so definitely. many great stories to tell all about Egypt, from that me. mythology. Oh, I love anything to do yeah. with ancient Egypt. I like ancient Greek mythology, too, but God of War's really tapped into that quite a bit. There's so much out there with ancient Egypt that... I love everything from the music to the settings. That, to me, that'd be it. That's yeah. where I was hoping the next Assassin Creed would go. But yeah, oh that'd well. be cool. Now, I say one one of the most underused is what I would say would be westerns because Red Dead Redemption did it perfectly, and I mean that's why it's probably kind of hard because they set the bar so high. But westerns are, I mean, they're so interesting. It's like old school America or, or anything like that. I mean, when you travel to Mexico, deal with the trains and the robbers and the rise of the country. Like, it's it's a very interesting, yeah. interesting area. Like, uh, Red Dead Redemption is many people's favorite games. It's incredible. Such a good experience. And I want to get back to the West. What about Gun? That was a good one, too, actually. Yeah, that was. It was, you know, graphics-wise, it was right when the 360 came out. So it was really a port of the Xbox version. But as far as gameplay and stuff, it was great. I still think it's a fun game. I don't know if I have like a particular motif, uh, but I like it when games uh, switch up the environments that you when you're running through it. Yeah. Okay. Now, games some of them are just like all beige. You know, you know, you get that beige feeling. And you kinda, yeah, kind of like dust it out, yellow. a little orange or something. <laughs> I like something fresh and new. You're in different environments. It switches up the game. Like in uh, Dead Space Three, there was a lot of snow in that. But then you get out into the blackness of space, so there's like really black and then really white, and then you have some kind of urban environments when you're running through space stations. So, yeah. so metal, steel. Um, there's not a whole lot of green, like lushness and stuff like that. But I do like that. I love Far Cry. I, yeah, I can't get enough of that. Kind it's of like stuff, a beautiful, you know, like paradise almost. Everyone wants to be on vacation, tropical island. You know, that's cool. But so. I do get sick of the whole thing where you got your fire level, your ice yeah, level, exactly. your you know. I mean, yeah, and all like the adventure games. Uh, you know what you're gonna get. Yeah, you know, you know what you know what setting or maybe so more so game that's extremely underused or utilized is like the comedy setting. I know it's not like a place, but people haven't really done a funny game well, except maybe the old point and click adventure games. Like I know those have a lot of humor, but there hasn't really been like a straight up funny comedic game. Oh, I, I think it'd be really that. hard. Oh, yeah, do. For sure. I mean, it's, it's really got to be because, like, it's either going to be the most incredible thing or extremely cheesy. Aren't they, that you gonna, can't even aren't they remaking Leisure Suit Larry? Oh yeah, I guess that. Yeah, I think they might. <laughs> we'll be see if they nice. do that right this time. What you need to do is you just need to take Will Ferrell, put him in a game, give him like a NASCAR or something. Do Talladega Nights, <laughs> the video game. <laughs> hey, even if they did a racing game with funny cutscenes, you never know. No, but I mean, obviously, some Telltale old... needs to do Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah, really. So what about what about um, Saints Row? It has a lot of goofy comedy, yeah, goofy stuff. I guess it's yeah. I mean that's more more crazy. I mean I'm sure there's funny parts, but that's funny. I mean well, I w- look at Walking Dead. I'm sorry, no go. No ahead. go. You, you got here. I'd say look at Walking Dead. Like some of the little comments Clementine would make about yeah. like how Duck got mad because he put bugs on the pillow, and he's like, "Did you do that?" And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I mean just little things like that. Yeah, the whole, of course. It's called a salt lick, but don't lick it. It's gross. And he's like, "Did you lick it?" I don't know. <laughs> I mean that. Little things in there are great to break up. Oh, I love up, that, definitely. To break up. But you're right. A game that's just really hard-hitting comedy all the way through, it, it would have to be perfect, great perfect. all the way through to, oh, yeah. to hold up. Yeah, so that that would be interesting. So, obviously, there's a lot of overuse. I would probably say 
even World War II in the past. I know they've got away from that, but you know that was like the iconic overused setting. <laughs> so you know, interesting. I'll tell you what, the Bioshock series I think has done a great oh, job sure. inventing settings you wouldn't even think of. Exactly. Yeah. Go he, go irrational games. Even the new one, even Infinite, uh, there it's you know Especially you got your clouds, yeah. <laughs> but there's so many other locations you end up in this game that you're just it's it's amazing that they kept going like that. Plus, it's beautiful. I mean, you got to make it, the game course. beautiful, polished. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So those those are some. Um, you know, I'd love to hear yours, Split End, and then other people's. Now, there, he had one more question: Is there any IP, be it movie, comic, or anything else, that you think would make a good video game? You want to go Superman. First? <laughs> they may, they need to make one. some good Superman yeah. ones. I played one for the 64. Did they make it for the 64? Is that what you're saying? It was, it was great. Um, mine, mine's an easy one. I don't know how easy it would be to pull off, and it would probably at the very least have to be next-gen, and it would take several years to develop unless you did it in segments. But anybody that's ever read Stephen King's Dark Tower series oh, yeah. would have to know that if done right, maybe done in like a Bioshock-type form, or, you know that kind of gameplay possibly, I don't know. Maybe third, maybe a Telltale series like like that would be even better. But Stephen King's Dark Tower series covers everything from westerns to sci-fi to horror. I mean, there's mafia elements in certain parts, interdimensional travel. Uh, you know, it's so epic, and it covers and it covers almost everything from his other books are in there in little pieces too. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you could dip into more like graphic novels and stuff like that, like the movie Three Hundred. I mean. I think there, I actually think there was a PSP game 300. <laughs> Is there really? Yeah. Well, I'm just so. stupid. No, but no, no. I I agree with you. I think a well done like AAA title type 300 could be could be awesome, especially in the style of the movie. Because I'm not, the PSP game was probably not very good. I wasn't even aware of it. The more I think about it, Telltale, please take on the Dark Tower, please. That, that would that's be amazing. Why it's so exciting that Telltale is doing what they're doing and doing it so well. Because there's so many games that would lend itself so well to these storytelling that wouldn't work as traditional games per se like they're doing with the fables series and things like that like there's a lot of good stories that to be told now one that i think would be incredible is based on a movie and i think it would be the last samurai 2 zombies <laughs> yeah, so spoiler spoiler alert from 1875 uh the last samurai it's kind of spoiled in the title everyone dies more or less so what if they came back all the samurais and they retook japan Tom Cruise led him, you know, it'd be awesome. There's a little problem in your <laughs> theological thesis there because they've practiced Bushido, which is life in every breath. So if they come back as undead, how would they experience life in every breath? No Bushido. Wouldn't they have? <laughs> I guess they wouldn't care because they just want some meat, yeah. some man meat. They'd want to eat up Tom Cruise, and who wouldn't at the end of the day? Oh, I got one for you, Adam. How about Telltale taking on the Lost series? Yeah, see, that would be awesome. Lost via Damas eh, did not do it well, but Telltale... Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Telltale would be perfect. Man, we if like they Telltale. did Lost and did some more flashback scenes or other... Even recreating some what, of the series. What if they did The Facts of Life? Oh, my God. With 2D and Golden shit. Golden Girls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 2D and all that shit. 2D and them. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, but uh, I think the with the... Golden Girls. <laughs> We are getting retarded. Anyways. Uh, oh, man, it's late. Yeah. We're so tired. I know. It, uh, anyways. <laughs> Last Samurai 2. Uh, that would be pretty cool as well because you'd have swords to cut the zombies' heads like off. like Musha, right? you know, like yeah. those old games. I like that. Or like, you ever see Roroni Kenshin? That was no, a good series. That's a good Let's anime. <laughs> what? No? What? Anybody? I, yeah, I was weird shout-outs, random stuff. 
Uh, spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so is, is there any other guys you could think of before we wrap this up? Um, um, um. Oh, yeah. Three's Company. Boom. Telltale. Do it. <laughs> Telltale just do every single game in history. Just remake every, every classic every sitcom, sitcom into a video game. Like Friends. You could be like Ross and Rachel and Chandler. Yeah, it's, it's also... I, I guess it's, it's hard to tell because a lot of good movies have had games that are terrible. Yeah. So you could say all these movies that should have had good games <laughs> could if, be a game. And if you haven't noticed, the only one we trust completely is Telltale to do it right. Yeah, exactly. So... There's a lot of good stuff out there. So all, all, all these questions that we've answered, we'd love to hear your opinion. We'd love to know what you think the most overused and underused settings are, what Definitely. IPs would make good, what good origin stories, anything else. So please let us know at podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. And also you can find us on Facebook. We're The Gamers Advocate. Follow the Blue Shield. On Twitter, we're at Gamers Advocate. If you want to follow me, I'm at Adam Bankhurst. I'm at Bill Roberts-ish. I'm at Jack Whittington. And, of course, you can always go to iTunes. You can subscribe to our podcast, give us ratings, do all that wonderful stuff so more people will find this lovely, lovely show. And, yeah, it's just it's been great. We, we hope you enjoyed all this talk and all these wonderful discussions. We look forward to coming back next week. Now, I want to, of course, thank Jesse, a.k.a. One Stop Panda Drop, for our logo and our intro. And, unfortunately, he's not going to get both intro and outro this week we got somebody else not this week this week we're going to leave you guys with the medals so wake up uh these are some good friends of mine uh ben thank you for sending me these two great tunes uh we're going to play one of them tonight uh this one is called one shot one kill and uh it'll get you moving and mike Grimm, if you're listening i think you're going to love this band so uh check these guys out fantastic guys fantastic music yeah so like we said thanks for tuning in we appreciate it more than you know and we look forward to talking with you again next week So for the Gamer's Advocate, I'm Adam. I'm Tits. I'm Jack. And we hope you have a great night. See you later, Ding Dong.
Watch out.